Hello, it's me. Um, I know it's been a minute because there's two episodes missing that I deleted in a manic episode. <laughs> in a manic episode because, frankly, I uh, will overthink shit that I say on here and I'm like, oh, let me get rid of that. I will work on not doing that because I know a, like, a lot of you like my thoughts even if sometimes they are... Um, emotional, <laughs> uh, or, um, what's the word? Not really well formed because you guys all know that I don't really know how to do a podcast. I just do one. I just get on here and start talking. I do try to at least, you know, ask you guys what you want to talk about and stuff, but like, I don't have a, like a partner like that. I can bounce ideas off our conversation so I'm literally talking at my computer and I still haven't got my mic to work so I know the sound quality is not perfect but hey we're rolling with it yes okay um perfume of the day is actually Magnolia let's see I have it right here from Juliet has a gun Magnolia Bliss it actually um launched today and um I had a um I got it early because of course I work with the distributor of this brand and um it's really nice. It's like perfect for spring. It's inspired by the summer of love, 1969. So all those people who love that nostalgic um, type of mid-century area era, actually not area, um, this might be for you. Like it's for a bohemian type, you know, it's uh, people who are the flower power child and um, literally just embrace, you know, spring really because it's such a fruity floral and it's really good there's notes of bergamot lemon uh, peony uh, vanilla and tonka bean which I smell in it hold on I don't really pick that up that that much uh, there's nectarine and maribel plum which I get a lot of which I actually like because um there's very few perfumes I have that have that peach accord, you know, like I do like Ruby, Flower Bomb Ruby. It kind of reminds me of that. Not too much because there's so much more floral notes in it, but um, the opening's super fresh. The nectarine in it is super luscious. Um, I like it a lot. It's something I'm going to wear a lot in the daytime. It's, it's never going to be like a date night scent for me. I'm very particular and pretty consistent with my date night scents, but for this... Oh, I'm going to have a lot of fun wearing this. And it, I said it's average performance, and I, I think if you wore it on your clothes, it's going to be more long-lasting, but it's pretty good. I think the projection is really good. For the past two hours, I can still smell it. Um, honestly, I, I'm kind of excited about this. So um, if you do want to try it, my code is pretty PRETTY10. Um, I think it's the second link in my bio. And always, I appreciate you guys using my links on my codes. That is how I pay my bills. So... Um, what else is new? Oh my God, you guys. Um, have you ever lost a fingernail before? Cause I am losing my pointer fingernail. Disgusting. I know, but I cut a cuticle too closely and it got infected. And, um, when I say infected, like it got pus under it. And I was able to do like at home surgery pretty much and like get the like drain it. And then I noticed my fingernail just started popping up on the sides. And now I have about oh a quarter of a fingernail left on my pointer. It's disgusting. It's completely gonna fall off and it's gonna regrow, but like you guys, right before Paris, right before Paris, I had really grown up my nails and took care of them. I stopped biting them, stopped being like anxious and like was going to get manicures and stuff. This sucks. I was proud of my nails. Now you guys are surely never going to see my hands because fuck, I'm really upset about this, but I had to tell you guys because this is something that you must know, of course. Um, let's see. I actually asked you guys what you wanted to talk about today because I was waiting to do a podcast depending on a response from a brand. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about, but I said I wouldn't say shit until they got back to me. But there could be another podcast coming very shortly, like maybe end of week. It depends. Um, so womp womp. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go ahead and get on with this. I'm just going to like answer questions that you guys are asking because why not? All right. First question. 
Okay, love Kayline Cole. I don't know how to say your name, sorry. Uh, Paris, dating in Paris, the guys you meet, stories, guys you're dating. Basically, she just wants me to talk about boys. Okay, let's talk about boys. Um, You guys probably know I am seeing someone right now. Um, It's not serious, but um, I could see it being serious, but I also... um, I'm, I'm not rushing it because we actually have been talking for quite some time. I think we started talking in like November maybe and October actually. And um, we were kind of like, it's weird. Have you ever like, have you ever done internet dating, which blah, 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 everyone does. Like, I mean, come on. Um, well, especially in big cities. It's just normal, right? Um, we kind of got involved deeply to the point like we would fight and argue before we even met. And we actually didn't meet so many times because we got into stupid arguments. And <laughs> I can take some of that blame because like I'm hard headed. I'm very stubborn. You guys like I, I, I literally will argue back all the time and that's problematic. I wish I could fix it because I do think controlling your emotions is the best way to be in most situations. However, I'm like, I've such a feisty personality that like, um, I, I don't back down easily. Like I say what's on my mind, which by the way, is also not ideal. I think it gets me in a lot of trouble. Like right now, I think it's got me in some trouble with the brand, obviously, because I'm too fucking outspoken, but also fuck them because I can say what I want because, uh, listen, see, I'm going to go on a tangent because I, I just get on these like emotional roller coasters where I just go with my emotions. So I, I'm trying to reel that in. But um, with him, we would argue about stupid shit and then like I would block him and then unblock him and then we start talking again. The thing is I'm super attracted to him and he knows it. And um, the thing is, is that um, he's not completely my type. I hope he's not going to listen to this fuck, whatever, if he does, he's not completely my type in certain aspects. And I've, since I've had so many bad relations, not so many me, I've had two really bad relationships that have affected me to the point where it's like you have to make smarter decisions. And like, if I could give any advice to someone younger, make smart decisions when you date people. Now, this is another do as I say, not as I do, because you should know what you want and you shouldn't settle. Like, if they're not giving you what you want, you're just going to be unhappy. That's like probably one of the biggest like lessons I've learned in my life is that like, you cannot change people. People are usually who they are and you should trust your gut instinct. Um, however, when people are attractive, you have sexual chemistry, you have a good time together. Sometimes you can overlook those red flags and go more for your green flags. Um, I don't think anyone's perfect. So like, I don't think anyone would date me if they were only looking for someone perfect. So like, there are times you just have to overlook some things, but I'm not going to name the issues I'm having with the guy I'm dating right now because I want to, I would never want to expose some things, especially for someone I, I, I care about. Um, the thing is we had our first date, I guess, was it like a week and a half ago? Like we've kind of moved pretty fast. Um, we're already on our third date this week. Um, I really, really like him. Uh, uh, Our dates have been going so well. There's just one problem. He lives in New Jersey. So, like, that is the problem. Coming to see me in New York City. And I, you guys, I won't date someone who lives in fucking the Upper East Side or the Upper West Side because it's too far for me to travel. So, like, this is so unheard of for me to like date someone far away but he's coming to me he's making such an effort so like I'm going with it although you guys know I'm like hinting move to fucking Brooklyn move to Brooklyn um I've been sending him like I'm like things he like I know his job so I've literally gone out of my way to look up job opportunities that pertain to what he does and um so we'll see how that goes however since we aren't rushing it, I'm single. I, 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 I am fucking single. And um, I can't just, I'm not going to let myself get lost in somebody again because that's what I do. I go from relationship to relationship. 
Now, as far as Paris goes, <laughs> this has been very interesting. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'll come back to the guy I'm talking to later, maybe, but I want to go on to like my Paris plans because I've also got a lot of questions about Paris. Um, I use like Tinder passport and like Bumble passport to um, match with people in Paris, mostly just to like have dates. I don't, I'm not looking for a relationship while I'm in Paris, obviously, but like I'm not going to want to spend my entire time alone there. Um, you guys remember Jacques the Rockstar? Uh, he's awaiting me patiently. Like he's very sweet. He's such a He's like one of the kindest spirits I think that I've met in a while and um I mean you know he's the one who wrote the song about me. <laughs> it was so cute but I got I can't play it for you guys cuz there's I think some embarrassing moments in it that I'm just like what did you put that in there for? But <laughs> um I'm really excited to see him again. Like we talked yesterday and he sees my stories about me going on dates and he just kind of puts like a sad face. But like we talk about it. I'm like, well, I live in New York City, you live in Paris. He's like, I know. And we pretty much just agree to like enjoy our time together pretty much. Um, there's other guys that I've met. Um, one I'm kind of disappointed in because we had like talked for like four days straight nonstop. And I was super excited about him, actually. Um, he's, like, my type. Like, I have a type. I don't know if I want to say it because it sounds maybe superficial. I don't know. But um, we just got on so well. And then all of a sudden, like, we started arguing. And that's so strange, I guess, that I <laughs> I don't know. The problem is, is that I do my job and these people follow me or watch my stories and it can hurt their feelings or they can get the wrong idea or they don't take me seriously because I'm oversharing to my followers. So there is a catch 22 and I've started like telling dudes like you don't want to watch my stories because I'm going to overshare about stuff and they do it anyways. And they do it anyway. And then it, it comes a little problematic. They get jealous and stuff. Um, with this one, I'm still talking to him, but his, with his job, he'll be traveling as well while I'm going to Paris. So I would only see him at the tail end of my trip. So it leaves me ample time to go out with other people. So there's another guy that he's a film producer. And I used to work in film, so we kind of like talked and got on well with that but he's very romantic and he's what I would think of a French guy like they're very romantic he's a little jealous but I like I mean so am I like fuck um <laughs> he's the one in my stories yesterday where I asked um who should pay for dates and a lot of people are opinionated about that um we can talk about that actually um but he's the one who said that he will always pay for every date. And I had so many women <laughs> roll into my DM saying, can I get his ad? And I'm like, no, I'm going to gatekeep him. Besides, you guys are in Paris, so whatever. But, um, yeah, he's sweet and he's very attentive. And um, I think I'll enjoy my time with him, which will be whatever it is, you know. And um, I'm not, like, having expectations for anything. Um, but I am super excited to go to Paris again. I am, I have some work lined up. Um, we love brands who support me and, um, like Lake and Sky is going to support me while I'm there. Um, I'll be doing some work for them. And, um, I love that brand by the way, such a good brand. And I'm going to talk more about them on my next podcast, but, um, I don't know, like, I'm super excited. I had some questions about how I'm preparing. I've actually already got my suitcase down, even though I'm leaving at the end of May. I just think because I'm going for such a long time, I need to kind of start putting things together so I know how, you know, what I need, what I don't need. Um, I'm kind of nervous to be there that long, but I think it'll be super fun. I'm stoked. So my stories yesterday, um, someone asked me, uh, who should pay for the date first? And uh, so many people overwhelmingly think men should pay for it first. Um, a lot of people were like, I don't think that that's also fair because of whatever. And then someone said to me, well, when the pay gap is equal, then it should be equal. But right now, since men make more than women, it should be men always, which I like that answer. Um, my, my thoughts on it are... 
I'm pretty traditional. You know, I'm in my 30s, so I come from the South where um, you're raised kind of more traditionally. Sometimes I was anyways where you think the men are chivalrous and um, they should take care of like but also I'm so independent so like I kind of um have contradictions how I feel like I want the first date always usually always I think a guy should pay I, I just think and usually they ask me out um I will sometimes be like where are you taking me but I'm saying where are you taking me um so um I I think a guy should pay for the first few dates but I start like even like if we're going and bar hopping, I'll buy rounds of drinks and stuff like that. Like, you know, like I try to make it fair. Like I'll get the Uber for like bar hopping, um, you know, but there's a lot of guys who won't let you. And I love those guys. <laughs> those are the guys I like the most. But like I went through my phone. I was like, let me send this question to a bunch of guys. And most of the guys were like the guys should get it at the beginning. But then they want a girl to start to start splitting it. The only person who said, no, I'm always going to get it was the guy in Paris, but he's also like 42. And I think he, the other guys I asked were, you know, late twenties, early thirties. So like, I think the age difference and income level also is correlates with the response. Um, and you know, I don't think we all, you know, have that, mentality that men should do this and that but also like as a woman I know how long it takes me to get ready how much money it takes me to go get my nails done and um do this and that and I know that some people are like well that's your choice but you know what I do put a lot of money into looking nice for a date and I know guys do as well but I do have that point of view too so like I think the first couple maybe few dates, a guy should pick up the tab. And then once you're kind of established dating, it should be more fair. That's just my opinion. You guys are feel free to disagree, but I don't care. Okay. Olivia asks, what are your favorite hotels in the city? Currently it's public hotels. It's like Ian Schrager hotel in the Lower East Side. And it's right next to one of my favorite bars. You guys see that series where I ask people what they're wearing. Um, that's the bar called Ray's. I really like it. It's literally a block away. So I love that. Also sell roses there and Freeman's. Just a lot of my favorite places are around there. And then in, inside the bars where I got that perfume cocktail, which was so fucking beautiful. I think I did a TikTok on it not too long ago. Um, I also love the Ludlow Hotel, although I've stayed there recently and it's kind of like, eh, the carpet needs to be changed. Their drapes need to be changed. There's, there's not the, as much um, upkeep with the rooms as I would hope. The most beautiful part, of course, are the brass marble bathrooms and the sky boxes. Um, it's... They price it at a rate that correlates with its Instagram um, hype, too, though. You know, I think it's a little, I think it could come, I mean, they can charge whatever they want, but I think that because it looks a little run down, like, it's not as impressive. Like, especially this, the chairs are kind of beat up. Like, I just feel like they need to, like, revamp a little bit to charge the prices that they do. My absolutely favorite hotel always is going to be the Wyeth Hotel in Brooklyn in Williamsburg right next to the um, Hotel Del Mano which is a bar it's not a hotel it's the one that I um, recently posted date night reel about um, it was like oh, I love that because you can walk right there um, I also love the Williamsburg Hotel I mean it's a little modern. It's okay. But um, what else do I love? I mean, obviously the Hawkstone's really nice, but the rooms are small. I would suggest getting a bigger room if you can afford it. Um, these are all in Williamsburg, but you're almost paying more money at the ones in the Williamsburg area than you are in the city. Um, another one I like, the Beekman. Gorgeous, 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 but it's down, down, downtown. Um, I love the Roxy. The Roxy is pretty affordable the lobby's a little eh, but like the rooms are really cool they have like this rock and roll vibe and usually can get a really cool like view um what else do I love I've been to so many of these hotels actually uh the standard yeah it's it reminds me of like the 2000s but like it's still good you get this really cool view but it's in Chelsea so close to the highway that I don't love it unless you love Chelsea area. What else? Let me think. What other hotels? 
Um, yeah, those are the ones I like. I'm really in love with the public hotel right now. It's so beautiful. It's brand new and it's so modern. I did, um, my, um, I, I shot my um, new kit there recently. I loved it. I love it. Must go check it out. There's actually a vent, an event tomorrow that I was invited to and I'm thinking of going. So like stay tuned. I might have more views of the bar the hotel the rooftop bar there tomorrow I don't know yet I haven't we'll see if my date will come down and take me I don't know okay so fuck sorry I should actually take notes <laughs> I try to actually but um just not good at it uh cc asked what lipstick liners and glosses do you recommend from mac I did kind of take notes for this because um, I don't know if you guys know that I was a freelancer for Mac for fucking forever, I feel like. Um, and I looked online and they did away with so many of the lipsticks that I remember working with. Like Angel, like why would you get rid of Angel? Angel's like the perfect pinky pink. And like it's just like kind of disappointing because like I don't know if they even have Blankety, which is one of the recommendations I have on here. Um, let's just go with the lip liners because I feel like the lip liners are forever going to be like my go-tos, even though I do find other ones I like, obviously. Um, MAC Whirl is a really pretty rosy type of like mid-tone rose. And um, I love it because it, it deepens up my lips enough to go with like my nude um, lipstick. So it basically it helps you not have that weird white emo 2008 look like uh you're, you use it to kind of um give definition and ombre effects to an extent um I also love oak oak is like such a good uh brown nude but it's still taupey enough to work on lighter skin people. Um, cork would be its counterpart for someone who's, I would say, medium to dark skin toned. Um, I think it's like a really great nude to wear with other like nude lipsticks. Subculture is also a really good light for fair skin, I would say. Uh, nude lip liner. Uh, lipsticks I like. Viva Glam 2 is always going to be one of my favorites. And 100% of the proceeds go to people affected by HIV and AIDS. Um, I love that initiative, always have. Um, I like uh, Blankety, which I use that in the center of my lips, but you could also just use concealer um, to give like a little more definition and pucker up in the middle of your lips kind of thing. Uh, my favorite red lipstick forever is going to be Ruby Woo. I don't think they'll ever get rid of that. Thank God. It is one of the best blue-based red lipsticks ever, and it makes your teeth super white and a uh, cherry lip liner that goes with it. Um, some other favorites from the brand, I'm still in love with their paint plots. Um, Painterly and Ochre are going to be some of my favorite pink and yellow type based ones. Um, they, I think they work pretty well up to like a medium skin tone. Um, Groundbreak would be good for a darker skin tone, I think. Um, anyway, yeah, no one really talks about MAC anymore, do they? Um, maybe they can pay me and I'll hype them up because like I certainly could sell the shit out of some Mac products because I definitely know that my stuff when it comes to it. And I still use Mac like face and body. I'm really disappointed that they are, I think they got rid of the original face and body for this new improved, um, what is it called? I have it. I don't know what it luminous, which makes me a little angry because it is different than the original. Um, and I, can't believe they would get rid of their original because just for the fact that professionals use it, I used it nonstop, especially in fashion. That is the, the go-to foundation that I would use usually because um, you can build it up, but it, your skin looks like skin, but really just beautiful. Um, the new Luminous one is a little disappointing. Um, it doesn't give what it's not giving the same effect. It's just not. And it's basically loaded with some shimmer. That's what luminous means. When anything called luminous usually has some sort of shimmer in it to like make your face sparkle. <laughs> Let's just be real. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of pissed that they did that now on second thought, but okay. Oh, and pro longwear concealer, hands down one of the best concealers ever. So those are my recs.
Okay, Sonia asked, what are the red and green flags that you look for in dating and relationships? Okay, let's start with red flags. Um, if they don't have a job, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be like, if that sounds bad, but like I'm at an age where I'm a super motivated person. I work very hard. I need someone to be the same way. Um, if they're not motivated in life in general, like I, I cannot get down with that anymore. I, I need someone to uplift me. I want someone who's uplifting and motivating and um, who inspires me. I want to inspire each other, you know, like I, I look for people who crave that type of inspiration in life. Um, if they're not consistent texting, talking to you, showing you affection or attention, um, that's a red flag for me. Like, of course you as a person have to be patient and understand they're working. Like you can't be crazy and expect them to text you all day long. We all have lives, but showing effort is one of the most important things to me. Uh, if they are not nice to service workers, absolutely not. That is a red flag run. They don't tip run. Um, if there's no chemistry in kissing, um, Honestly, that's like such a deal breaker because like I can't imagine being in a relationship with someone I can't kiss well because that's so sad because it's one of my favorite things to do. If they're not affectionate, if they don't, they're not as intimate as me, if we don't have that chemistry, it's not going to work. Like you just have to next, you know, and you should find this out pretty soon. Like, um, and I feel like you, you usually do. I do anyways. If they're too protective of their phone, which I never thought this was going to be an issue for me until recently, um, that that's a red flag. That If they won't let you hold the phone to look at a menu or the Google Maps, whoa, what is going on? That's crazy. Um, if they're unwilling to define what you are, Mm, that's scary. Unwilling to communicate. Ugh, nope. Literally communication, I found out, is one of the most important things that you're going to need. If they won't communicate, you're going to be a sad, sad person because they are going to make your life living hell, especially if you guys aren't getting along often. Um, and if you're not getting along often, run. <laughs> okay. Uh, no clear direction as to where you're going. Like, uh, why waste your time at this point? Um, I think that when there's no direction, um, you're just wasting your time and you're going to wake up in five years and be like, I just lost five years of my life. I've done that. Okay. I've done that. Um, actually it was 10, it was 10 years by the way. Um, if their social media is wilding and you know exactly what I'm talking about, if they are following <laughs> and there's people following. I don't care if this sounds crazy. It's still true. It's still true because they're looking for something and you're not it. That's how I look at it. Green flags. Guys who are prepared and plan your dates. Love, love, love this. I love a guy who's like, I want to take you here this night. Not do you do, 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 want to do this? Do you want to? No, I like someone who knows what they're going to do, where they're going to take you. And if you don't like it, I do this. If I don't like it, I'm going to tell them I, I would prefer to go somewhere else. And if they they respond well, that's a great green flag. Um, opens doors, have manners in general, um, good hygiene. Now, I this is sad that I'm putting this on there as a green flag. Um, if you know, you know. If you've ever been with someone who doesn't have good hygiene, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It will it's disgusting, drive you crazy if they don't brush their teeth. If you have to ask them to shower, which I've been in a relationship where I had to, fuck that. Don't ever fucking settle, okay? Never again. Um, substance abuse issues. I'm going to tell you right now, alcoholics and drug addicts, you can fall in love with them, but they're not going to change easily. Please run. Please protect yourself. I mean this with every fucking like, beat of my heart. Be careful of those. Okay, you can't save them unless they want to save themselves. Um, employed and determined; those are green flags. I love that. Um, similar interests—that's very important. Um, and one of my most important green flags is being adventurous with their food choices. I've been in a relationship with two different men who would not eat anything but pizza or burgers, and um, that gets fucking old very quickly. Um, not obsessive or hyper focused on games and their phone. Um, Gamer boys, I don't think I could ever do it again. Never again. I'm too old for that shit. All right, next question. Okay, Manu asked what to do when your date is going awful. First off, 
I don't know why everyone's obsessed with going out to eat for their first date. I absolutely hate that shit. Like that is like, I love, yes, I love to go out to eat, but I would do it on a second date. A first date, I'm like cocktails only. And I think a lot of guys appreciate that because they're not going to have to like, you know, spend a lot more money. Well, actually it depends if you end up getting drunk together, (laughs) but um, I do realize not everybody drinks, but this is, this is my opinion as a person who drinks. A lot sometimes, <laughs> not all the time, but sometimes when I go out, um, I only do drinks for a first date. I mean, when they don't drink, you guys, I'm sorry, I'm guilty of this, but sometimes if they don't drink, I will just like not even go on a date with them because like I get nervous and I feel like I need to have a drink to be calm on a first date. I'm sorry. I have to say that. Um, yeah, I mean that. And, uh, maybe that sounds not ideal for most people, but for me, it's like my comfort level. Like I can have a drink and it calms me and it makes me very much more fun and able to talk and I can get to know someone easier in my opinion. Um, don't go on a date where you sit down and eat if you're unsure if you're going to like each other because you're trapped. Um, maybe if you're, um, getting something small to eat, that's one thing. But like, I tend to like to go out for cocktails because I like to dress up. I'm, I think I'm more of a glam type of person. Like I want to put on makeup. Uh, there's no place that you can really take me usually on a first date that I, that I would dress casually. I'm always going to be dressed up. I want to wear my pretty things. I want to smell good. I want to wear my designer shit. Um, I want to do my hair and that's just me. Um, so this is also my point of view. So Maybe what works for me might not work for you. Um, you could, there's been times I've had bad dates and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to go now. Like you have one drink and you're done. That's happened a couple of times. Like not normally. Usually my dates are good. I don't have many dates that are not that great. Um, but I do have some where like I'm just not feeling it. Maybe they're not feeling it. And we're just like, oh, okay, well, it's nice to meet you. And you, you bounce, you know. Um, don't ever feel like you owe a man your time. If you're ready to bounce, go. You know what I mean? Like you, but also I'm, I saw this TikTok where this girl was like, is it abnormal to not have six hour dates? And like, it spoke to me so much because this girl's like, I go on dates and they last for six hours. Same. Why are, why are all my dates six hours? Like, (laughs) and she's like, but most people go on an hour date, two hour dates. No, no, I'm crazy. Like I will go and have a six hour date, fall in love, break up, wake up in the morning and not remember what happened. But like, also (laughs) I live in New York city. I don't know. I feel like that's an excuse, but I'm going to go with that. Um, what else? I mean, if you're really unsure, you could do an activity. That's not me, but go golfing or I don't know. What do people do? What do people do on dates? I'm pretty set in my ways. I go on a drink date first, maybe always dinner the second date, always, because I feel like the second date is usually where I re- I figure out if I like them or not, because you're sitting down, you're eating, you're not fucking wasted usually. And, um, that's where you find out if you have stuff to talk about after you had that really, that first date that can sometimes be exciting. Um, the second date you can find out more if those exciting feelings are still there and if you still have stuff to talk about. It can be awkward too, not going to lie. <laughs> but um, third dates, I, I think it's more fun to chill, watch a movie, do something like that. Um, that's pretty much how my standard of dating goes. Um Yeah. You guys let me know what you do. Okay. Bridget asked, is it rude to keep what perfume you're wearing to yourself when asked at work or I guess in general? Um, okay. Gatekeeping your perfume. (laughs) I feel like while I can see both like sides of the coin, I've never in my life had that feeling where I didn't want to share what perfume I'm wearing. Um, I could see if you have issues with maybe like a friend who um, copies you a lot. I've had that happen. I think everyone's probably had that happen in their life where maybe a friend like you felt like they were always um, kind of like 
doing everything you did, but I, I think gatekeeping your perfume from other people is a little strange. Um, I think that it's a little, why does it, why does the word elitism come to my mind? It seems elitist to like be like, I'm the only one who can know this because I don't want to share this. And I, I'm not judging you by the way. Like if you don't want to share, of course do not share, but I think that it's kind of, eh, I don't really like that. I think that like when you find something really cool that you should share, unless it's like a trade secret or something creative or like, you know, it's your artwork or it's something that you do that you do yourself that you, that if you were to share it, for example, it could, um, rip you off in a way. I don't think sharing your signature scent with somebody is going to rip you off. Like you might inspire someone else to wear that perfume too. And I can get how you're like, well, now someone else smells like me. I, I think that you have to make that decision for yourself. Me personally, I'm always going to share what I'm wearing because I want people to smell good. I want people to feel good. And um, when people ask me what perfume I'm wearing, I love it. If I get so fucking happy, it makes, it gives me a high. And um, you know, I recognize perfumes on other people and I compliment them when I hear, smell them. And um, I think it's one of the nicest compliments you can get, especially being asked what your perfume is and being told that you're, you smell nice. And so spread the love. That's what I'm going to say. Um, but if you want to gatekeep, do you? Girl boss, gatekeep, whatever. That. All right, everyone's asking about the Mary-Kate Olsen story. I had someone ask me yesterday in my stories if I had someone play my biopic, who would it be? I said Mary-Kate Olsen. Several reasons. We have similar hair. We have similar style. Um, kind of similar makeup at times. And also, we're the, like almost the same height. I'm taller than her. I'm fucking taller than her, you guys. I think she's probably 4'10", 4'11", and I'm around 5 foot. Yeah, five foot. So uh, I was about to say five one. That's a lie. Um, anyway, I think what happened, let's see. There's a couple of like ways to tell the story. And there's some parts that I leave out when I'm telling it at times. Um, because it is kind of important to include both parts of it. So there's this bar that used to be super popular and very hard to get into in the late 2000s, 2008, 2010, I think. And it was in the West Village and it was called Beatrice Inn. I think that they have some version of it reopened now, but don't quote me on it. This bar was super exclusive, hard to get into. And the reason why I was getting into it all the time is because one, I knew the bouncers because I bartended at a bar um, close by. Two, I was friends with these, um, one of my best friends at the time is a model. She's no longer a model, but she was a model. And so she would always take me with her friends and they're like, they're all models. And I was like this, sh the short person of the group, but like we would go in cause they're beautiful people. So they got in right away. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not pretty, but I'm just saying like, I don't think I would have ever known this bar if I hadn't have gone with my friends at the time. Um, we used to go all the time. Who did I? I drunk da danced with Michael Pitt there. And if you don't know who he is, he's the guy from uh, Boardwalk Empire. But he also played Kurt Cobain in the Kurt Cobain biopic, which he's really hot, by the way. And he's such a cool guy. Um, that one. And here's the way this bar was. It was in like it was like in this old brownstone in the middle of like where the row of brownstones are by the way everybody who lived there hated this bar because it just was chaos and there was always paparazzi I left there so many times and there was paparazzi there by the way um and it was always in page six it was always in the gossip columns like people leaving this bar I saw Josh Hartnett there twice I saw um who else a lot of people, like Lindsay Lohan, I believe. What was his her girlfriend of the name? The the girlfriend DJ. I saw her there several times. Um, who else? I mean, I feel like like it's. And I'm gonna remember after I'm done recording this, but like, I feel like every time we went there, there was like super famous people. But it was so small. 
it was like the size of my apartment and it was like a little house. And like, so you had like this little area, a bar downstairs with a very small city seating. And then you would go upstairs and I promise you the upstairs place was about the size of my kitchen and living room combined, which is not very big. So it was like, there was a disco ball and there was mirrors on it and there was these banquet chairs. And so one night we had one of the sections and, um, I got real high with one of these guys that we were with. He was beautiful. He was this beautiful model, and I'll always remember him. And I got drunk and high. And I remember being like, I fell on the dance floor and just laughed and laid there. And I remember them picking me up. And then we were like, let's go get drinks. So we went and got drinks. And when we came back, Mary-Kate Olsen and she had like a very small amount of people came back and took our banquet area. And I had my girlfriend with me and there's two things here that happen. And I could see why Mary Kate Olsen was a bitch for both reasons. Um, but also she was kind of like a bitch. So <laughs> if I'm to be honest, um, I went back to like get our stuff because she sat down with like two other people. So there wasn't a lot. I was like, Oh, well, this is our stuff. And as I was saying that, um, her like bodyguard kind of stepped in and I was like, uh, uh, this is our stuff. Like I like stood up to him. Like he's huge. I'm like little. And then she stood up and my friend who's wasted, this is the part I don't think I tell people. And this is, it should be included in the story. She looked down at her cause she's tall and says, you're so cute. <laughs> like, and let me tell you as a littler person, I can see how that's really annoying to be told by like a taller woman looking down at you, calling you cute. So I did not say that, but I remember the look she gave her. It was like daggers. <laughs> it was so mean, the look she gave. My friend was so drunk that she didn't really realize how like offensive that it could be, of course. And I am uh, just sitting here worried about our fucking stuff. <laughs> And like, um, I remember like being like, Hey, this is our stuff. And like her bodyguard like stepped in and tried to like kick us out of the area. I honestly, it was such a mess. I, I know we got our stuff and we had a place to sit. I don't remember if we switched or they switched cause it was that long ago, but I just remember the confrontation and like Mary Kate, like just being a bitch to me and just giving me a dirty look. And like, I was just like, let me get my shit, you know? But like, I guess there's two sides to that story. My friend insulted her. Okay. That's the part I left out. So maybe <laughs> it's a little unfair. And that's also why I don't hate her. Like, I mean, like, I think that she's amazing. She's like a style icon to me. I, I think that their perfume brand is amazing. I love their, um, their clothes, like when they were making clothes, I just thought it was all very cool. And I think that they do have some online boutique. What's it called? The row? Is that them? I don't know. I love her and um, I'll forever love that the memories I had at Beatrice and it was such a great time. Anyway. Okay. Somebody asked me what perfumes I associate with New York. Um, there's two brands and one perfume that off the top of my head that I kind of associate with New York. Um, La Labo and Bayredo are the two brands. And the one perfume is Baccarat 540 at this point because... I smell it everywhere. And I, I mean, obviously that's going to happen. Um, Santel 33 is one of those perfumes that I think we all, if you lived here, you've probably dated someone who wears it. And, um, to be honest, like these two brands, um, are so popular, but they're the, the way that they are styled, they match your they can match your aesthetic. And I love the idea of perfumes actually matching your aesthetic. And um, in New York City, I think that like a lot of people strive to have these aesthetics that go seamlessly. Like you see a lot of people that have these beautiful minimal apartments that are decorated impeccably, um, stylishly. And so like having your perfume match that is normal in my opinion. Um, so La Labo is one of those brands that um, is... I think there's so many, there's actually so many of them throughout the city. I, mean, I feel like there's like at least five. I can think, I don't know. I know that there's one in Williamsburg. There's one in the Lower East Side. There's one in Soho. There's, um, 
they're like kind of, there's one in the West Village. There's so many. So like your options to shop at Lalabo is vast and um, it's, the vibe that it gives is very New York in my opinion. Um, so most of the people will always, are going to obviously say Santel 33. That perfume's so popular now. It's even like pushed through hotel lobbies. And so like, hands down, that perfume. Um, by Rado was, I feel like, super popular at this point. Um, I would say a lot of people wear G-Water. A lot of people wear Mojave Ghost. Um, you know, they're really good at collabing with other brands. And I think that's great for even giving them more exposure. Um, so I know a lot of people who wear Byredo. So like when people tell me their perfumes, I'm never surprised that it's Byredo or Lila Bo. And I think Lila Bo is a little bit more popular than Byredo, if I'm to be honest. Um, and Baccarat 540, I think that that's just become such a popular fragrance that obviously um, you're going to smell it. I smelled it on a girl at Trader Joe's last weekend and I told her I was like I like your perfume Baccarat and she's like yeah like some you know it's one of those things where you just are slowly creeping into everyday life these perfumes so okay pink hand grenade asked me how to romanticize your life when it's a train wreck listen I do it every day like there's a lot of stuff that I still can't share with you guys yet um but a lot of like comments I get on my TikToks from younger girls are like, oh, your life is perfect. I, I want to be you when I grow up. And I'm just like, wait, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Um, just because you see pretty perfumes doesn't mean shit. Um, things don't make you happy. They can make you comfortable. They can bring you joy, yes. But they're not going to be their source of happiness if everything else is bad. But you can make the best of situations if possible as long as you're safe. Um... So, like, things that I feel like just make my not my days that much better. And I know that some people, like, may roll their eyes. But when I say having clean sheets on my bed just makes me feel so comforted. And um, it makes me happy because I just feel like it also gets you out of bed. So, like, making your bed in the morning, I think, can be a very important step in your day. Like, it can be... One of those simple things that, like, you might not have it all together, but your bed is made. So, like, and you can't tell me you're you're not more happy whenever your bed is made. I, I maybe that's just me, and I'm I'm maybe a little bit of a perfectionist, but that's just something small that you can do. Getting in the shower and taking a warm shower, and then, you know, putting on some skincare, and this is one of my most important steps of the day is literally curling my eyelashes and applying mascara. Even if I'm not wearing makeup, that one step makes me feel like a person. And then, you know, of course, spraying your perfume, but other little things would be like, I love doing this. I like to clean up an area and light one of my very, very pretty expensive candles. And it brings me joy. And I won't light a candle unless everything's clean. Um, I feel like you're wasting it, if not. And I think it's important to organize your space as best as possible. I think the cleaner your space, the more organized you are, the clearer your mind is. And, you know, I just think that having these, like, self-care and standards of living for yourself will make it that much better because I know what it's like to be depressed and to let things go, to, like, look around and be like, how did my apartment or my space end up looking like this, like where it's trash, you have dishes piled up. Um, listen, I've been depressed. I, I, I deal with depression, you know, and it's hard, but make that effort. I promise you it will help pay off. Um, another thing is the way I eat affects the way I feel tremendously. I don't want to go into too much detail about this, but I'm just saying taking care of yourself, eating food that makes you feel good is very important. And um, I don't always do this. I think it's um, something that I should pay attention to more, but I can tell how much the food I eat affects every aspect of my well-being to my skin, to the way I react to people, my emotions. Um, so I'm always doing my best when I'm eating the best and drinking water and getting sleep, which I 
don't get sleep, very good sleep. I do not. And there's reasons for it that one day I will share with you guys, but it's out of my control. I have a very difficult living situation and um, it will be fixed eventually, but at this moment it's not. And I, I think that I find these ways to make myself happy regardless of the situation that I'm in. And if I can do it, you can do it. And uh, I, I think, I, and I don't mean to come from a point of view that like it's easy. No, it's hard to like take care of yourself at times when things are rough. And I just want to encourage you, if you could just make your bed, take a shower, eat well and brush your teeth, I think those steps are going to be great. And also get out and take a walk. Um, especially if you isolate, try to get out. Don't let yourself get stuck in these ruts. And um, if all else fails, <laughs> go and get my Starbucks order. It's four espresso shots. It's uh, one or two Splendas shaken with um, 2% and topped with whip. It will get your ass up and going if all else fails. Okay, so Mary Caitlin Trawick asked, how do I deal with packages and the insane amount of products I get? Well, I became a more self-conscious creator and uh, I stopped accepting every little bit of PR and I took myself off PR list. Um, I kept, if basically I encouraged brands to reach out to me with new launches and ask if I want it. I understand that that's difficult for them with the amount of people that they have on their PR list, but um, it's important for me to not receive every little thing because it is absolutely overwhelming. It becomes a chore, a job, and it costs me a lot of money to ship product to other people because I don't want things to get wasted. And, um, I send a lot of product to people, to friends, family, and um, I also give it away to my neighborhood. And um, I think that it's more important for me to find brands that I love, I want to work with and support, who also support me, and accept only things like that. Because, like, um, I'm on PR lists that I don't even remember being on. Like, I got the T3 thing the other day, and really disappointed in that product, by the way. <laughs> anyway, um, I love that I received it, but do I think I would have accepted it? Maybe not, but I'm glad I got to try it because I'm going to tell you guys not to buy it. They probably regret giving it to me now. Let me be real. But, um, w I think about this so much, how hard it would be for me to move. I think it would be horrendous and it goes through my mind almost every other day. <laughs> I will look around and it, it overwhelms me. I don't like owning a lot of stuff because of it. So anytime I can get rid of stuff, I do. But I also have, um, I grew up holding on to stuff. Um, I don't know. I think it comes from my mom and my family. I think that they're kind of hoarders, but clean hoarders. Like, but they're like, when I say that the garage and the attic is full of shit, like it's not functional. That's, that's how it is. And there's just stuff everywhere. There's decorations everywhere. I've come to be a little bit more, um, eclectic, I think. And I, I'm very particular about things I want to keep around. Um, but then I need, I need props to shoot my photos and work. So like I, I have a studio home basically. Um, and I do get a lot of comments about how much I have, but I'm just like, it's my job. I always have to keep saying it. People ask me, like, oh, how do you dust? Well, I dust I, the same way you do. It just takes me longer, you know? Um, when I, when I see it, but I will go through these spurts where I'm just like, I've got to get rid of stuff. And I do that every maybe two months. And I still, and what's so funny is that once I get rid of that stuff, I never miss it. I always think I'm going to miss this one item. Nope. I'm never going to miss it. I always have stuff around. So like, um, I really, really want you guys to think about making smart purchases. Don't ever feel like you have to collect. It is a more of a burden, especially trying to find things you like um, when you have such a huge collection. Now, I'm not saying don't have a collection, but don't ever get to where you have to find where to put stuff, if that makes sense. Um, I, I know that my job is always going to maybe entice you to buy things, 
but I try to go out of my way to talk to each of you when you're making these purchases, if you ask me questions. So it help, I'm helpful, but you know, read reviews and you can listen to me, but you should also always read reviews online. Um, I do. I always read reviews, especially with clothes. And that usually will help me determine whether I'm going to buy something or not. So, you know, be a, a smart consumer, um, always. And I know I'm off topic, but, um, yeah, I, I, I try to be a, a very conscious creator and, um, I'm always going to have to accept perfumes, but like when it comes to other stuff, I'm a little bit more picky and I'm actually picky with perfumes. There's so many brands I've taken myself off the PR list, like Ellis Brooklyn, for example, like I still like that brand, but like one, they're never going to pay me. And two, like, it's not the most exciting brand. So I took myself off that PR list. So those are just some examples for you guys. Okay, um, Pills, Mask, and Scrubs asks how to get payment for Insta work or, I guess, social media work. I mean, the only thing you can do is, well, she can, uh, went on to say, sorry, that brands tell her they don't have a budget. Well, sometimes they do have a budget and they just don't want to hire you. Sometimes they don't have a budget. Like, um, there's things called campaigns, which the brand will come up with money a certain amount and then the PR firms or the in-house people will look for people who will fit this campaign, so to speak. And, um, they'll offer them money to, uh, basically create content around whatever they're trying to market at the time. Um, usually they're going to have set, um, expectations, but they will sometimes let you be more creative. Sometimes not. Um, <clears throat> The only thing that you can do with brands is if they approach you for A, uh, to send you product, B, to like let them use your content, always, if they ask you, can we use your content, try to get paid. Be like, yeah, sure, I can license it to you for this amount. Um, and don't ask for too much, you guys. Some of these people are out here wild and thinking they have a million followers. <laughs> Be realistic so you can get some money. Like, I do love supporting creators. Like, everyone get paid. But, like, you can't break the bank on them either, you know? You're just going to end up never getting work if you do that. Um, and, you know, it's part of the game. Sometimes you lowball yourself and you could have got more money. I have a... There's a story of me having a pretty serious contract that I lowballed myself thousands of dollars because it's literally months worth of work. And uh, the brand came back and said, you need to get a manager. And I was like, I know, <laughs> because I, I, I literally I, I just I dropped the ball. I, I went too low and they offered me more money. That is an example, and which means I could have got more. But that's an example of a brand doing the right thing and giving me what I they think I'm worth, which I still think they gave me less, but whatever. I, the, the, I'm, I digress. I'm going on a tangent. Here's the thing. If you feel very strongly about being paid, you can ask for it, but don't expect anything. Um, not everyone is going to be a creator. Not everyone is going to, this is not everyone's job. It is luck. A lot of this is luck. A lot of this is talent. A lot of this is personality. A lot of this is just having a voice, having a platform. And a lot of it is these brands liking you. And that's probably my biggest problem is making them like me because I have to convince these 20 something girls <laughs> to like me, um, which I never do. I don't really befriend anyone that closely, but I try to be friendly, of course. But like, that's me in general. I kind of shut myself off to everyone. Um, of course, I, there's reasons for that as well. Like that I'm just very direct to the point. And, um, sometimes I, I don't befriend some of these people and I should, um, I don't know. Like sometimes you, uh, when it comes to getting paid, like you just try, like there's times I don't get paid. I'm offered product every single day and I'm like, Hey, can you pay me? Cause like, this is my job. Like I would love to get paid. Or I say, keep me in the mind for your next campaign. That's a smart thing to do. Like accept their product and be like, keep me in mind for in mind for your next campaign. And they usually do. So like, but at the end of the day, usually the jobs that you get 
are ones that you fit into because you're if you're making moves, if you're posting, you're tagging these brands, if they notice you, they're keeping you in mind. So like never give up, but also be realistic. I guess that's my <laughs> that's my feedback. All right, I'm kind of like tired of talking, but I just wanted to get out of podcast because I've deleted two and I was just like, let me talk to you guys today a little bit. I know a lot of you like it, which is great. Um, I'm still going to get a mic set up. Um, when it gets closer to Paris, I'll probably do a podcast on um, things I'm bringing and packing and just like what's going on in my life at that time. So look forward to that. Um, I'll probably have some update on some drama soon, um, whatever. <laughs> um you guys, I still have my perfume kit available, so I hope that, like, you'll support me in that. It's $25, and the co code is pretty 10 and I'm going to be pushing that for a while because they did do a huge, um, well, not a huge, they did a pretty large um, order for that. So, you're going to have to keep hearing about it, sorry. Um, I'm looking forward to my candle. There's no date yet, but I'm excited about it nonetheless, and, um... What else? I'm kind of excited. I'm happy right now. Um, I do I do have my ups and downs, but right now I'm pretty happy and I'm excited for next month. So I hope everyone's excited for spring. Let me know if you enjoyed my my podcast. If you have any criticisms or helpful criticisms, criticisms, by the way, we don't like to be. We like to like lift me up, but also tell me what you would like at the same time. <laughs> um, what else? Anyways, oh, as always, I love talking to you guys. Bye.